Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and today I am glad to have Natalie Abbott. She is the co-founder of Dwell Differently. However, today we are going to talk about the awe-inspiring book of the Bible, Isaiah. Every December, I read the book with a group of people. It's been such a joy and a delight to get to read through that book. It's truly one of my favorites. It reminds me that in the midst of destruction and really truly rebellion, there is hope. Um, we could talk about a lot of things. We could talk about Isaiah's rebellion. We could talk about all of the nations attacking, and we probably will touch on those things. But today, I wanted us to really focus on the prophecies of Jesus. So here's my question for you, Natalie. What are some of the prophecies and what are the purpose of these prophecies? Mm. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the purpose first. Uh, we actually at Dwell Differently memorized a verse from Isaiah this December. So like you, I spent a lot of my December in the book of Isaiah. And it is, it's this beautiful, hopeful word from God in the midst of his people's rebellion. So they are hearing this drumbeat of prophecy to them that there is an impending discipline from the Lord. Yes. It's coming. You are like a tree and I'm going to cut you down with the Assyrians and the Babylonians. And yet throughout the book, you actually hear the heartbeat of a loving father who says, I'm not going to abandon you. I know like the sin that you're being judged for, I knew it was going to happen. And this judgment that you are receiving currently, this isn't the end of the story. There is one who is coming, a wonderful redeemer who is going to come and, and break out like a light. Um, the verse that we memorized uh, was Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It says right before that in Isaiah 59 that your redeemer will come to Zion to those in Judah who repent of their sins. So there is this constant heartbeat of God, that you hear his love, his desire for them, and his redeemer, someone who's going to come and take away their sin problem. So I think that's the purpose of all of these prophecies. You, you see sort of a, a short-term prophecy. Uh, they're actually like three layers. There's like the short-term, I'm going to bring you back from Babylon and Assyria. Then there mm -hmm. is the Jesus is coming and he's going to solve your sin problem. And then you have this like, not just the dawn of a new day, but the new day, full sunshine. You don't need the light of the sun or the moon anymore because I will be your light and the new Jerusalem is coming. So you have these three iterations mm -hmm. and we are right now living in between the first iteration and the second iteration. Um, but these prophecies about Jesus, there's so many of them. I, I don't even, I barely know where to start, Trillia. Yeah. Um, but if you want, we can start just with the birth of Jesus. Um, Isaiah 7 and verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hmm. So Matthew picks up on this verse when the angel says to Joseph, basically the exact same things that are prophesied. So Joseph, Jesus's earthly dad, who was thinking about maybe I should divorce quietly, Mary, mm -hmm. he has this angel come and visit him who speaks this prophecy to him to encourage him and to let him know that this son is a totally 
different kind of human that's coming. This human is actually Emmanuel, God with us. So you have a God man who is coming and, and this is, this is God's son. So he says, um, in Matthew verse, uh, Matthew chapter one, verse 21 through 23, she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people. There's that redeemer theme there from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. So you hear that same word, that wording, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So that's one um, very early prophecy that we see. Um, We also see a prophecy in Isaiah nine about yeah. Jesus being from the line of David. Um, and, and you, you'll see this like on Christmas cards Yeah, for to us, a child is born to us. Yes. A son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. We shall call him wonderful counselor, mighty God. Um, and then it, it goes down in verse seven and says, um, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. It's just like this beautiful prophecy. Yeah. Can I pause us. you with that? Yeah because, yeah. because Isaiah 9 is one of, it's just one of my absolute favorites favorite prophecies. So I'm, I'm just going to back us up a little. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Isaiah 9 two. the people walking in darkness have mm. seen a great light mm-hmm. on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned and gosh, just the, the idea you're, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy in the mm. midst of judgment and sorrow and, and suffering and confusion what great hope. And yeah. it makes, it just makes me think of, um, Jesus is the light of the world and that yeah. we can, we, we, we see this being fulfilled then. And, and so I, I just wanted to bring attention to that because I do think that even right now in what can feel like darkness and, yeah. and there's a lot of confusion, it's, it's God is, he's the light of the world. And, and there is light and there's a freedom in him and and that that Isaiah would point them to that in the midst of deep darkness yeah i, I think gives us hope today when when we are confused or or experiencing what can feel like darkness mm. um there is light and so there's something about that hope that i just wanted to highlight because yeah. it's it's just really encouraging to me. So carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I would say too, um, that kind of goes back to that Isaiah 60 verse one verse. That's a thematic that John picks up throughout his gospel, that thematic of light, you know, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, Jesus is the true light that gives light to everyone. Uh, there's just so much in there for us when we read through the book of Isaiah. And I think, I think you're right to say that, um, it's a difficult book. Like we want to be able to take it, uh, rightly and handle it well and understand it well. So these are kind of difficult verses when, when you really consider them, because it's like, I want to say arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But I want to also understand that that just that isn't just like 
a metaphor for God breaking through into the, to the darkness of this world. It's actually a promise made yes. 700 years before Jesus came that God is going to do this awesome thing. And then God does. He fulfills yes. it in Jesus. And it is just like, it gives this depth to that, that if you're just memorizing that verse out of context, it's, it's true and it's beautiful, but there's just so much more for you to have in that verse or in all of these verses about Jesus. Absolutely. And th though we're probably not going to get to it, I was also just thinking about Isaiah 53 and mm -hmm. how, how Israel would have probably thought, well, we know that they did think, and and same thing even with when we get to the New Testament, that the king would have been like this glorious thing, but you see this Man of mm. sorrows, acquainted yeah. with grief, you know, yeah. um, the, whom men hid their faces. So it's it's an interesting, even those things being prophesied. Um, I just I find it to be really remarkable. And one of the themes that we have been sharing throughout fifty two weeks in the Word is how important it is to read the Old Testament in its mm -hmm. context to really fully get the new. And I, I believe it makes it that much more glorious to see, wow, as you just said, Natalie, the Lord, he prophesied these things and they came true. Mm. God cannot lie. <laughs> mm -hmm. God fulfills his promises. And, mm -hmm. and so it's just, it's so encouraging, um, I think, when we read the, the Old Testament and read things like, Isaiah and see these prophecies of Jesus. And then when, once we get to the New Testament, we'll be able to look back and see, wait a minute, this, this happened. This, this is the, the savior of the world that the, mm. that was prophesied, the wonderful counselor. As we land this plane, because we have a minute left, <laughs> is there a, anything uh, else that just stood out to you that you want to, to encourage um, listeners? And then will you pray us out? Oh, amen. Yes, I would love to do that. Um, I would just say for anybody who wants to spend a minute in the book of Isaiah, like not just I love that we're reading through it. I'm actually reading through 52 weeks in the word with you, with oh, my 10 year old, you. which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, it was his idea. We got the oh. book in the mail and he was like, Mom, let's do this. And I'm like, yes, that is let's so encouraging. Do it. So um, but I would just encourage you that you can go through your Bible. And when you read these things that sound like Jesus, Jesus, find the cross reference in yeah. your Bible and go read it in the New Testament. Yeah. And I tell you what, it will take you a long time because there is a lot <laughs> in there. But if there's any, just a, just a couple of them so that you can familiarize yourself. And when we get to the New Testament, those things will, re, will be like an echo of something that you already heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And you'll be yeah. like, oh, that's, that's what that little a behind the verse means. It means I read that already in the book yeah. of Isaiah. So yeah, uh, I would good. just encourage you all with that, that this is something that isn't just for Bible scholars. This is for you. You can do Absolutely. this. A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. So to that end, give us, pray some hope for us um, mm. in light of Jesus. I will. Uh, Father God, thank you so much for your book. We thank you for specifically the book of Isaiah and how you reveal your desire for us to be redeemed, that you promised hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years before Jesus, that you would send a savior, uh, someone who would, would take up our punishment, who would uh, bear our iniquities, someone who we could come to with our mess and and that you would give us in exchange 
perfection and righteousness, his perfection, his righteousness, his goodness, um, that that is your plan for us and for our lives. So when we come to you with our mess, Lord, we just confess uh, that we will never be perfect, but that you sent the perfect son in our place um, to pay for the penalty, uh, the penalty that the, the people in Isaiah's time experienced, the penalty that we no longer have to experience, though, because we have been made new and acceptable because of Jesus. And so we just praise you and we thank you and we ask that you would help us um, to find hope and joy in these verses as we read them um, and that you would ultimately reveal yourself to us as we dutifully read your word day in and day out and allow you to speak to our hearts and our minds. Uh, We just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.